Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Darren Green Show. But anyway, let's get into it. Welcome to the Darren Green Show. I'm Darren Green. I'm Prince Derek Dahl. And this is episode 53. We're starting the intro off with a bang. This is 53 or 54? Oh, 54. I forgot to make that edit. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> anyway, be sure to hit that subscribe button on iTunes, Google Play, and follow me on Spotify and anywhere else you listen to podcasts. And as always, you can always follow me at TDJS Official on Twitter and Instagram. All the information is in the description. And we're here with Keon again. Hey, y'all. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Ready to have a good conversation? Yeah. Less not too many M's. Right. <laughs> Solo insider. Um, so, let's talk about the weekend report. Okay. How was your weekend? It was all right. How was yours? Well, <laughs> since you asked. Uh huh, because, you know. What's tea? What's right. Tea? I, I, you know what? This is not how it's supposed to go. You're supposed to tell me yours first, and I'm supposed to slide Okay, I'll start in with mine first. Because I'm going to be cheesing for the whole show. All right, we got I'll guests. See. You have to let them go first and stuff like that. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday was wonderful. Right. Um, I got to finally rest and catch up on some schoolwork as we're on the close of our semester. Mm hmm. Um, Saturday was good. Yeah. It was really good. What did I do Saturday? I ate, I ate really good food. Mm. Ah, glory. Um, and then Sunday, <laughs> I went to church and we went to a cigar lounge, Darren yes. and I. Uh, we were chilling. And that was really it. Oh, that sounds like fun. My, my weekend was work. I was working at the damn best job. I was working on homework. I'm actually working on a best of um, episode of 2019. So be up on that guys. But other than that, I really haven't been working. I haven't been really doing anything fun. I mean, like I said, I was hanging out with you and then I was it fun. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what he said. I didn't right. say right. he you said it. Oh, my bad. No, I didn't have fun. It's just that, you know, my weekend just ex- excluding from that day. Okay. Um, a lot of great things to come. I'm getting a new microphone. Yes. Come on, yes. new microphone. Come on, equipment. Yes, I'm treating myself, you know, this Christmas, you know. Oh, and I got robbed $150 from iTunes. No. Really? Yeah, I forgot. I, yeah, I had to go on my notes and check that. Yes. Yes. No, because let me tell you something. All right, so I was working on this math test. Mm-hmm. And you know I'm not good at math. So I have an app for it. If you guys know anything, don't do math way. That shit was, let me tell you something. I paid $9 for it to explain to me how to do a certain equation. Mm-hmm. Um... And I tried to opt out of it after I was done. And that shit opted to the $150 yearly plan. I'm like, I never knew an app to even have that plan. $150 American dollars? Yes, $150 a year. So that was spent. I didn't even know about it. So I looked at my bank account. I'm like, oh, no, bitch. These shit, they stole from me. I pressed cancel subscription. I made sure I said that, too. I, was like, I called iTunes up. I'm like, no. I need this reversed immediately. Immediately. Expeditiously. Expeditiously. She was like, I, I don't know what happened. Yes, she do. I'm like, you I took exactly what happened. Exactly. I said, I went right to my subscription. I said, cancel subscription. That shit took 
150 i'm like no that is that's an error that's why i don't i'm not trusting these phones ever since i had this iphone 11 i've been keeping silent about it but it's been fucking up Mm. The camera is not all that good. The back and front camera is not all that good. There's a uh, they had so many like um, what's it called? I just updated my phone for the fifth time since I've had this. Oh wow, wow! You know, because they're trying to debug things. I'm like, this is this this is the ghetto. This is ghetto. Nice she showed ghetto. me another way. <laughs> she showed me another way, and that's the original way to cancel subscriptions. I did it the shortcut way. So for you guys that are on iPhone, you should have got your money back. Period. They you said it, it take it takes up to thirty days. Thirty called, days. It didn't take thirty days for it to go through. Exactly. You should you should have called your bank and said fraud, please. Yep. <laughs> well, that still could be a thing. Right. Well, speaking of that, uh-huh. so y'all peep this. So last week we had our show, right? Mm-hmm. And I told you about me losing my wallet and yes. all that. You know the carrying on. That came with that and me getting a ticket, right. trying to get here, and just how crazy it was. So immediately after the show, I was about to catch an Uber mm-hmm. and go to the train station, and my Uber declined. I'm like, what do you mean declined my car? Like, I know I still have, you know, I still should have a little, you know, a little bit in my account or whatever. Went and checked, and somebody decided to have Christmas with Amazon and Walmart.com. Oh, my, my God. Account. And... They got mm. your boy. Um, you remember how pissed I was. Right. And, right. Yeah. And I had to make sure that I got where I needed to go. But um, luckily, thank God, I went straight to TD Bank the next morning. Mm-hmm. And um, and Joseph, who this is his second time, helped me through my little financial crisis. He was able to put my dispute in. And hopefully, I'll get a chance to get the invoice back from Walmart.com so I can see what this address is, where these people are going. Because, you know, I'm still yeah. kind of ratchet. I'm the one that will probably pop up at your house. I've got your packages. <laughs> oh, Lord. And it's these hands. But no, um, but yeah, so I'm definitely going to file a police report for that. Mm. Um, but other than that, um, I went on a date last night. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. And it's, I think I posted on Facebook that this year has been like a romantic comedy for me. Like, all mm. of it's been like just fucking funny. Like the per like I've had the best sex of my life this year with someone who is desperately not desperately but like earnestly committed to being single, mm-hmm. and then I had the worst sex of my life with someone who like wants to marry me, and then a person I want to date or, or am interested in dating mm-hmm. was like too busy to like even for us to meet up, and then a person that I'm not even interested in breaking bread with at all hits me up every freaking day, so I was like everything about this is funny maybe this is just. You know, it's just not meant to be. But um, I had started trying to make things, you know, happen with the person. I was like, yeah. you know what? This is what I want. Like, right. I want it. So I'm going to be persistent. I'm not really a pursuer, if that makes sense, because I'm kind of used to being, mm-hmm. you know. Pursued. I'm the trophy. Yeah. So, yeah, I was like, we're going to set it up. Plans fell through, and then they were like, "Oh, well, maybe this is universe saying it's not, you know, not meant to be." And I was right. like, "I was like, man, f that." So we finally found a date and time that mm-hmm. worked. And last night we went out, went out for some seafood. Everybody knows seafood is my favorite uh, type of food. So I got my crab legs, and we had an amazing conversation. And we like it's funny because we bicker back and forth on Facebook. But it's kind of like it's like it's funny, and I like right. spice. 
but I actually really genuinely had a good date. You know, like sometimes you go on dates with people and it's like, yeah. oh, you're cute on on Instagram, right. but you're boring me to death or <laughs> you're an asshole right. or all the things that come with mm-hmm. meeting people. But I actually had a really good time. So I'm very, very hopeful. And I can't wait for my second date. Like I, oh, I know it gave me like that is awesome, right? Mm. So shout out to you if you're watching or listening. listening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was good. It's good that you had a good weekend. I did. Yeah. I did. Oh, and I auditioned for mm-hmm. a BET miniseries this weekend mm. on Saturday. BET miniseries. What is yeah, that? They have an upcoming miniseries um, called Uptown. Okay. About Uptown Records. You know, that's where Diddy was right. and the guy and all, you know. So that was fun. They hosted that in Newark, and I had a really good time there. And so hopefully we'll see what happens in January if they do callbacks. But I haven't auditioned in like two years, mm-hmm. so my nerves were everywhere. But right. I had a really, really good time. So let's just keep our fingers crossed, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, fingers crossed. I'm so happy for you guys. But that was the weekend. But let's and as always, you always do everything on the weekend. Yes. What I mean during the week is just yeah. The week is just like sleeping, like reading and writing and planning and <sighs> yeah. Oh, I come alive on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yes. We also went to Taco Bell yesterday, so shout out to Taco Bell. Yes. And for forty, Miss Jackie. <laughs> yeah, I asked for Jackie a large <laughs> drink, and she gave me four small cups. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> She's giving you portion control. Yeah, okay. Mm. Yes. Hmm. She's thinking about your health. Yeah. Save this one for tomorrow. That's yeah. what she said. Yes. Don't drink it all at one time. <laughs> but yeah, it sounds like everybody had a good weekend. Yeah. Darren, you enjoyed yourself still. Period. Yes, yeah. period. As always. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like my weekends just get dry, child. It's just so, I feel like I'm not doing enough or maybe, I don't know. But it's... Change it. Yeah. Rearrange it. All right. Make this life what you want it to be. Darren, I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm not through with you yet. I tell you, next year, you'll be a whole different person. You'll probably like have like blonde hair, and you'll be going out every weekend. Like, Darren, why are you, are you popping bottles in the club now? <laughs> when this happened? Uh-uh. Now who did you become? Oop. Right. <laughs> right. Who did you become? Darren will be in the studio, his shades on. But I definitely feel like I came out of my shell um, more this year. Um you know, I worked. I worked on a lot of things. I did a lot of things. We did the photo shoot, which is mm-hmm. definitely out of my comfort zone. You know, doing intimate shots. Oh, um, that picture just popped up on my Instagram. It did. Uh, uh, day before yesterday, because I yeah. was going through archive and stuff. I was like, Oh yeah, this was. Our first. And this is how this is how we met, and then had this connection, and then I had the guts to be like, Hey, do you want to be a part of this show? Because I would never do that back in the day. Like I'm very much um, guarded, and I don't really talk to people. Then I made friends with you, Keon. We've been hanging out yes. lately. And, you know, je- definitely I never thought about it. But, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm, I can be the social person. You can. Yeah. And look what it's bringing. Yes. Right. Look at All it. All this positivity. So operate in that space. Yeah. Let yourself go. It's going to be fun. Yeah. I'm excited for your future. Thank you. Likewise. Thank you. But anyway, let's get into these topics. Please, let's get into it. Do you want to start with the uh, Jersey City shooting? We, can, I mean, we can. Let's get that. I don't live here. Oh, wow. <laughs> all right so what happened so what happened okay there was obviously uh, a shooting in jersey city that left six people dead including a police officer who was linked uh yesterday they're saying that these were a black hebrew israelite movement that's Mm -hmm. well the initial 
report was that it was a drug deal going wrong. The news sources are saying that this, uh, the two people that were involved, the um, David N. Anderson and Francine Graham, they were a part of the Black Hebrew Israelite movement due to their involvement on social media about it. Okay. And so they're swaying it like it's a hate crime. Oh, okay. That's that's the big story. That's because the, they published like what anti-Semitic posts or something, or maybe well, they found some writings in yeah. the back of the van. Yeah, that too. That writing shared the same sentiment with Black Hebrew Israelites rhetoric. Okay, and so that was the fuel, I guess, to say that this was anti-Semitic mm. in its nature. Interesting. So the black Hebrew Israelites, are they considered like a hate group or something? Because, I mean, in Newark, them the same people that be on the corner. Right. You know. Really, what what black Hebrew Israelites is, is it's a group of black men and black women who, I guess, believe or teach, rather, that the original Hebrews biblically were black. Were black. They were. they, They support a lot of Palestinian rhetoric, which says that, you know, the 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 Edomites came and Israelites, sold the religion. That's right. Israel Israelites um, left black and came mm-hmm. back white, um, and so well they do also share a lot of rhetoric with with, with some rhetoric with the with the NOI, the Nation of Islam, in that you know white devils and that mm-hmm. type of language. Um, so yeah, I mean, also as a hate group because it's because it's black people that are. Oh, defending pretty much actual but, but history. But there's different sects of okay. Hebrew Israelites. Mm-hmm. Um, Got it. And so we're up north, and and even sometimes down south. Like I remember back home, we had we have a large Hebrew Israelite mm-hmm. um, really population in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 well, maybe. I'm... Um, but but they're a different sect. They're a little bit more organized. They're not all like prison reformed. Up mm-hmm. here, you'll see a lot of people when they come out of prison. This is when they right. when they get their teachings. Right. This is when, when they're they incarcerated. When right. they're back in prison. Kind of right. similar. How? Oh wow. Yeah. Hmm. Right. And so whereas down south, it's more. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You know, for centuries, the ultra-wealthy have been putting their money where their mouths are by investing in fine wine. And now, with Vint, you can do that too. At Vint, we offer SEC-qualified investment opportunities of fine wine and spirits curated by our experts with portfolio managers. With Vint, you can invest and diversify into the most sought-after assets that have a history of price appreciation. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. Or historically and theologically based and sound, like they have a national moderator. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also a Hebrew Israelite sect um, of African Americans that live in Israel. Um, so yeah, but up north, like up here, it's really like militant, militant, which is nothing wrong with that. Um, but they are now considered a hate group because of what happened. Okay, obviously they were not. Mm. Yeah. Do I think that it was anti-Semitic? Semite means African. Uh, mm-hmm. Or Shemite. 
Um, and, Come on, uh, teach. <laughs> you know, the Hasidic Jews and the Jewish community have taken that word. Yeah. Like um, they've taken... The religion. Oh. Um, hmm. So, yeah. Interesting concept. Right. You know, it's funny because before we started taping, remember mm-hmm. I said that, you know, for the from my, from my knowledge, like black Hebrews are a lot of times preach against... Um, Jewish sympathy, like you know, um, most Europeans they, they they now sympathize with the Jewish and you know, reparations for the whole. They can pay reparations for the Holocaust, but there's so much debate when it comes time to talk about reparations for uh, the descendants of, of slavery and things like that. And you know, even breaking down the word Jewish mm-hmm. and what the ish means. Right. Ish means like to be like to be like the Jews, which means that you aren't the Jews. You're like the Jews. So if you're like the Jews, where are the real Jews? Right. And what are they do? So Well the tribe of a- Dan was founded was found in Ethiopia. Mm-hmm. And when you look at when Israel was founded, when those Ethiopians were mm-hmm. feeding Sudanese terrorists, um Israel did a series of religious tests yeah. as mm-hmm. well as sterilization of the Ethiopian Jews. And they are they are the only Hebraic people who can trace their lineage directly to Moses, African Jews in Ethiopia. Even when you look at historical context of Solomon and the Queen of Sheba marrying, and that's why most of the kings mm-hmm. of, of Ethiopia have either been Jewish or Hebrew um, or Christian. Mm. So, yeah. My, my, my. So, about this shooting. Yeah. Well... <sighs> Like uh, and I wanted to bring up something that you said because um, we had like a little session this evening, not evening, but uh, in in the afternoon where we were talking about like how people were saying that they were Hebrew Israelites that that initially did the shooting. Mm-hmm. But I remember Keon, you said that you know they didn't make a statement. That group did not make a statement. Right. right. The media and made usually a statement. yeah, and usually when something like that does happen to certain groups, like when certain groups start things, they they make a statement about it. Right. I mean, I mean, we see that even mm-hmm. with international terrorist attacks. When ISIS was called out, when Al Qaeda was called out, mm-hmm. the people who supported them in the states and over there statement. When the KKK is called out, they make a statement. Mm-hmm. When the NOI has been called out in the '60s, they publicly made a statement. Right. The Hebrew Israelites have not made a statement. Now, now again, the person who they claimed had the Hebrew Israelite rhetoric in the back of the van was affiliated with the group years ago. Yeah. He is no longer affiliated now. So that could be that they didn't make a statement because he's not affiliated. They don't they don't acknowledge him as a member of their community. Right. But I just think that we have to be very careful of labeling this mm-hmm. a hate crime, especially when local news and um and national. Uh, and national news said it was a drug bust to begin with. Period. Mm-hmm. Then the mayor comes on and says, "Oh, it was it was anti-Semitic." Then the narrative changed. Right. Then the narrative changed. Now it's, "Oh, we found this." And no, it's not. Let, let, yeah. We have to call a spade a spade. Mm-hmm. That is true. I was just trying to figure out today when I got here. Is that why? Is I mean, I know the investigation is still pending, mm-hmm. but is that why the bomb squad and stuff was at Jersey Square, Journal Square today, or is that something totally different? Um, What's going they're on? They're at Journal Square at the synagogue that is on JFK. They're there every Sabbath service. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the Sabbath service on a Monday. No, no, no. I mean, on on no, they're there every Sabbath service. So I think oh, every wow. Friday they have the sheriff and the snipers there, um, and they're also going to be at Grove Street as well. 
until the investigation is probably done. Mm. Oh wow! Yeah. So oh, all, all the major. I saw traveling. police out there and everything. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, NYPD was here. That's how bad it was. Yeah. Um, but everyone knew that it was a drug bus, even locally. Wow. Amazing. Well, but the media said otherwise. The media then came out after, after the Phillip after the mayor said what he changed said. Mm-hmm. Story. Then wow. it became something else. Something yeah. else. Wow. That's why I said people don't use the legend of. Right. And I find it frustrating, like, because I brought this up and I said that there was no question that this was back, you know, if you ever heard of the uh, Art All Night shooting back in my hometown in Trenton, Mm -hmm. there's no question that this was gang related. But now with this story, it was just, it's this and now it's that. Right. Like, it's like, it's no. In between. It's in between. And I'm like, this is like real verified media sources that are saying nay or yay. What are y'all doing? Guess we'll have to find out in the because, watch. and like you said, I mean, this can cause an, another uh, anti this group to come out and be like, "All right, well, we're going to shoot these people," and this is going to cause more violence. Right. And again, it, we have to be because, for instance, bo- there has been tension between Hasidim and mm-hmm. the black community, yeah, across the board because of gentrification. I said that in our meeting earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean, we saw this in Brooklyn. We, we we know that there have been Jewish people that have come to inner city neighborhoods where they own property, or maybe they just bought the property to set things on fire mm-hmm. to rebuild. We know this. We know this to be a fact in our community. Exactly. And so what's going to come about it is, just like Anderson Cooper said, the tight-knit Jewish community in Jersey City, when the truth is is that the Jews just came here. This was a black community. Mm. And before the Great Migration, it was an Irish community. Mm. So we have to be very careful of how we label things because Mm. then that spews even more hatred. Now we, we we could very see, Darren... A, 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 a conversation where it's like this is my neighborhood mm-hmm. versus this was this is my neighborhood, and that can start you know um, conflict there. Yeah, territory wars. Right. Mm. That's true. We got to speak on it. Sorry Division to Jersey City. Yeah, sorry to Jersey City. Sorry to Jersey yeah. City. And for all the lives who were lost, who were lost. Yeah, those families. We're talking yeah. with that, we have to explain the history, and we have to explain and educate folk mm-hmm. on on. Things that lead up to those things. So, yes, we are very, very sad for the people that lost their lives because no one deserves to die mm-hmm. regardless of anything. But we also, there are underlying things and there are things in between the lines that we have to recognize and we have to reconcile with. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we're going to continue to have this. This conversation is going to continue to happen and we have to, you know, be there. Yeah. So let's move on since we're on the whole shooting thing. Um, I know this has happened very recently with uh, the rapper Saucy Santana. These people trying to kill me. <laughs> no, I'm this, a rapper. Like, what? I'm a celebrity. I'm a celebrity. People be throwing that out there now. Oh, my god. You're gosh. not even an influence. Well, all right. Well, let's, get, let's, let's talk about it. So, apparently, um, rapper Saucy Santana and his friends were uh, victims of a shootout not a shootout but they got dropped by it right and they right. got shot he got shot you can tell he yeah, got shot three, in the three of them yeah. were in the car and i think three of them got shot mm-hmm. right he got shot in the arm yeah somebody else got shot somewhere else and lived somebody else got shot somewhere else and lived 
But anyway, apparently they said that it was because of something that started at, at the, the strip club. club. So now, what happened there? So basically, they were at a strip club, and Saucy Santana, you know, he's very eccentric, and he's very well, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's out there. He was twerking. You get what I'm saying? He was throwing the money at the at the strippers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And his whole thing was. Well, uh, a lot of the straight guys in there seen that I was giving the money to the girls, and the girls was all was all at me. You get what I'm saying? So they got they felt some type of way, and I was twerking, and the, and I was acting myself. And then after we left, that's when this happened, and hmm. that was his that was his story. That's what he said. That's what he said. Yeah, I seen that. Yeah, that's his video, basically in a nutshell. Oh, okay. Because there was a conflicting report by one of the workers that was there saying that. Oh yeah, Miami kind of, Tip, Miami Tip, yeah, the love and hip hop girl. Um, what? Is that what? I, that's what I sent you. I think yeah, that's what the girl with the blonde hair. Uh, I, I, I could be, but was saying that it was more so about him being very, very drunk, yeah. and that while the other girls were performing. He was, you know, being himself, and you know, he took off his get, pants, and he, he was, start, yeah, that he was. You are talking about my you know, tip, yeah. yeah, twerking and and you know, getting his life. But the security guards told him, like, you know, like while the girls are performing, like you can't, you know, you can't be doing that. You can't respect the space, you know. And he got mad, and he was, and just, he started going to, like, literally started going around the club and was just doing his, his thing and cursing out people. Allegedly, they said that he, security guards. They said they said that he took the microphone. That's what this is what Miami Tip said. He took the microphone from the DJ and was oh, they like, let him in the DJ "F booth. y'all." This, that, and the third, y'all niggas. Da, 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 da. Anybody gonna touch me? Anybody gonna touch me? But there was a video that that there was that a video of him, him drunk, and there, he was there was a video of him aggressively rapping to going back or sloppily. Sloppily, but he looked pretty mad. I mean, look, this. He, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, this is their footage. Me. My whole thing with that is it's not enough footage. Oh, I want to okay. see him take the microphone or have the microphone at the DJ because this this is something that somebody would put on social media, right? I mean, everybody got their phones. Yeah, I don't, I don't, he's a celebrity. Not really, though. No, I, like I, I, I mean, yeah. you're a social media well, that's personality. For that's, and that's another thing too. With um, I don't know. I think for me, because I know he has a video coming out, mm-hmm. and there's just so much going on. I don't want to put this out there in the universe because right. I would hate. I would hate for it to have been a stunt. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm glad that he didn't lose his life, um, but. You know, we had people dying last yeah. week. Mm-hmm. You got shot in the arm by a BB gun, looks like. Like, you saw it? You like, said a BB gun. You got shot in the arm. He still, was, he even was, him, he was like, give me a Band-Aid sock and let's go home. Like anybody that He was not trying to go to the hospital. Anybody though. who gets shot right. and says, just give me a Band-Aid right. so we can go I home. I thought it was where yeah, he was walking around. and I'm like, oh. I already gave him a Band-Aid and sent that home. But people say it could have been shot. Did he but, say he said no one can touch me? Huh? Ain't nobody gonna touch me. He Something said like that, that in the That's club. Alleged. Well, alleged, listen, allegedly, you can't, you can't go to different spaces and act like, yeah, yeah, that and expect not to. And this is everybody, Miami. Everybody ain't mm-hmm. on, right. on no equality. Let's hold hands and right. stuff like that. Everybody doesn't think like that. And you we still in this age need like, to, like need to be cognizant <laughs> of where we are, our yeah. safety at all times, and you know. And I do not worse. believe in respectability politics. I don't. I feel like people should be allowed to be who they are, wherever they are. However, I also think that there comes a responsibility yeah. with that. Like, I have to always consciously think of my own safety first. So it seems like you're kind of siding with the whole narrative that Miami Tip has said. I ain't sided with nothing because I wasn't there. All I can say is I, I saw the I saw the news mm-hmm. clip. 
I heard what he said. I don't condone violence, but the shit was funny to me. And maybe it's because of how he's portrayed and how he portrays himself now on he's social just media. That no, not I think just it was, smooth. No, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, it was. It just wasn't. I'm like, okay, so your car got shot up. Nobody died. You got shot in the arm. You got like snot running down your nose and your yeah. beard. You telling people to, you telling the ambulance to just leave. Tell them they can just go. You asking for a band aid so we can go home. You're being very belligerent. I'm just like, um. So you're not you're not believing this story. I, I just feel well, we'll just see what the what we'll the just facts see, right, say right. because right now I'm looking like I just hope not. Like I know and I and I know I made a joke just now, but you know saying he's the new Jesse. But like I just hope it's not a stunt because this is the second time. I just feel like if people if they wanted to kill you, they would have killed you. Like oh period. It, like <laughs> and he was there. You know they're like, in Miami, like, so like yeah. if they wanted to, if they, if they wanted, wanted to, to roll up on you, they would have. They would have rolled up on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they would have got y'all. And not just in your arm, and they would have made sure that you was gone. But you can't fake blood, though. I mean, that was real blood. That was I didn't say that it was fake. I'm just saying that these people trying to kill me, are they? Because they're trying to. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You know, for centuries, the ultra-wealthy have been putting their money where their mouths are by investing in fine wine. And now, with Vint, you can do that too. At Vint, we offer SEC-qualified investment opportunities of fine wine and spirits curated by our experts with portfolio managers. With Vint, you can invest and diversify into the most sought-after assets that have a history of price appreciation. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. Kill you, they would have killed you. You're in Miami. Yeah, you're Miami boo. They were gonna if they were trying to kill you. Right. The news no wouldn't blank. have been. Mm-hmm. They're not shooting you with no blank neither. And you right. ain't got your friend Young Miami's car with the with the windows that that shield the the bullets. Period. Because she got she really got shot at. Right. But luckily, them windows was strong enough. But honey, not your little. Well, he's mm. a celebrity. Sorry to that celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this is going to be giving him his hood crib before his EP what, drops. Well, yeah, they was Not making jokes on Twitter crib. saying, oh, he's the gay Tupac. Nah. <laughs> hmm? No, people really was joking. Say he's the gay Tupac. What was it? Well, I mean. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I cannot, but no, I feel bad. I mean. That's cat. Mm, well. Anyway, so, yeah, like I said, sorry to that sauce. Sorry. <laughs> you said sorry to that song. I'm done with you. I'm no, finished. No, shout out to Saucy Santana. We're so we're so glad that you are alive and that you weren't uh, injured beyond your arm. Mm. So what else is going on? What else is going on? Let's talk about the Diddy's, uh, his 50th birthday party. Mm. Mm. I want to talk about this lightly because it wasn't really much drama, but it was that one picture that everybody was talking about with um, Jay-Z and Kanye. Oh. That was, and that it was, was hilarious. <laughs> of all the pictures they could have got that night, mm-hmm. right. they had him looking like Nene Leaks when Kenya walked in to right. see his party. But like, this is why I ask who all uh-huh. gonna be there. <laughs> was like, what was that meme you showed us where it said where it had um, Diddy standing in between 
uh, Kanye and JC. It was like when your you, parent makes you when come, your mom yeah <laughs> makes you make up with your brother right. <laughs> oh my goodness. But I mean, they it looks like that party was fun. Yeah. And if they were if they were going to make up, it's good that they made up at uh or at least reunited at Diddy's function because mm-hmm. I think that um the three of them are you know powerhouses when it comes to hip hop. Yeah. I think that Kanye's individualism has always been something that's worked in his favor, mm-hmm. as we've seen this year. Even though it was something totally against the grain, right. it worked for him because it's Kanye. And um, can you not like Kanye? Right. Like, I actually had to go ask myself that, too. Like, I may not agree with a lot of things he says, but can you really not I can. like Kanye? You can? I cannot like him, yeah. I just think that Tanya is troubled. So it's like I don't think I, he was always narcissistic to me. You know how I feel about people that's narcissistic. I don't. Yeah, that too. But I'm just saying, as far as like that moment uh-huh. was a good moment. It was yeah. like he's around people that genuinely cared for him. So it was good for it was good for the culture yeah. to see him embraced in that space during a time when everyone's kind of like, "Nigga, you've been tripping." Kind of thing, you know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, Jay Z's not far from that. I mean, he kind of pissed off some people too with this. Yeah, whole... but his was different. His is about his business move. Yeah, it's not about his. Yeah, it's not about his no political meds. influence mm-hmm. and speaking out. And you know, totally against <laughs> his fan base. Like, mm-hmm. or you know, so I don't know. It was good to see. Good to see them there. Um, apparently, Jay Z had an auntie moment where he snatched the phone from. He snatched the, the phone from somebody. Somebody's child. aide that was there. <laughs> and it was hilarious. The video with Saweetie right. trying to get a picture with Kelly Rowland and Beyonce. Aww. And the dude was like behind B. He was on Facebook Live. You just, all you see is Jay just snatched the phone. Like, get off your phone. Like, I get it. Like, mm-hmm. you're, li- you're alive. You're in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, get your life. You're at Diddy's party. Enjoy yourself. I thought because he was trying to, I, I thought when I seen it, it looked like he was just trying to like take a little picture, a little snap with Beyonce because Beyonce was throwing, she was throwing down next to him. He was, she was right there dancing and stuff. Yeah, but his picture, his phone was just like this. You could see the, like the comment section on his phone. It was like, mm. he was definitely on live. Yeah. You know, but I mean, it's Diddy's party and I'm right next to Beyonce, bitch. Like, you think I'm not going to pull my phone out? You think I'm not going to pull your phone out? He He's better than me because mm-hmm. I would have snatched Jay-Z's phone and been like, bitch, I- we can all take a picture, <laughs> and that's why they don't invite me nowhere. Oh lord! It seems but, like everybody uh, was invited to this because I'm hearing over here. You said Saweetie was there. I'm like, was, oh, Saweetie. Yeah, that's our type. Mm, that's my type, right? Mm. Diddy's fifty. Mm, fifty. Wow, Beyonce has great hairs. Yeah, and looks graceful. Does it? I was like, when I saw the, uh, no. <laughs> when I saw the selfie, <laughs> I was just like, I had to look at it for like, mm. like intensely. I was like. This is this is crazy because it looks like she has gray hair. And then I looked at it again. I was like, "Oh wow, Beyonce is gray. like she's graying." And then it hit me it's like, "Them kids working this her." This lady's gonna be forty in two years. Like she's gonna be forty, and she has three kids mm-hmm. and a reformed cheater. She deserves these gray hairs. A reformed cheater. Not a reformed. Well. Mm. Wait, I, I love that, you. Wait, man. what's that? Um, that T.S. Madison meme. Good <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. I cannot. But she looked. She looked like she was having a really good time. Yeah. Her dress looked great, and um, I was cackling on Twitter because people kept retweeting Kim Kardashian's pictures, her and Kanye, her by herself, with her beautiful gold gown. And I think somebody captioned it was like, 
That's right, sis. Don't let the fact that Beyonce ignored you all night stop your glow up. And I was just dying. Oh, wow. I want to take dying. a picture with B. People are so messy. And I live. Mm, yeah. But yeah, happy birthday, 50. And um, yeah, like it's been a really good week for the celebrities. Yeah. Mariah Carey just scored her 19th number one. Oh, right. yes. With All I Want for Christmas Not is finally. You. Oh. Finally, because this was the 25th anniversary year for that song. Mm. So now 25 so years, a lot more we've heard it every fucking, mm-hmm. excuse me, sorry. It's, we've heard it every year since 1994. The highest it's peaked was number three. I think that was like last year, year before last. Mm-hmm. And this year it finally went number one. I thought it had been number one already. I've been telling folks like, y'all really finna be excited for this. Like, hasn't this been number one already? I've heard it every year. Every year since true. I was like six mm-hmm. years old. All she wants for Christmas is a new marriage. I thought you were about to say a new vocal box. But no, she she, she got her it to, vocals. She She's got it together this year. She, she got it together She's this year. Did she? She did her show in New York, right? For Madison Square Garden. She did a whole tour. A tour? Like not, as in like multiple not, multiple places? Not a tour tour, not but it was, she places. she did like little performances. She did a trip. Yeah. She did a field trip. She did a trip. Okay. Right. A tour. Um, okay, well, but yeah. choice of words. But. So 19, 19 number ones. <laughs> another M. <laughs> most number ones of any female artist, and that's mm-hmm. amazing for her to be at her. And she's, I think she's the second, second old? oldest. Because mm. I think that the oldest person to score number one um, is still share. Do um, you with believe? Mm-hmm. She was 52 years old when she scored that. Right. And Mariah has now scored a number one in three decades, mm. the, the two, 90s, 2000s, 2010s. And she's amongst people like Madonna and, and Janet. Um, so Now, shout out to Mariah. Like, yeah, yeah, she, yeah. It was really good for her. And, Definitely a legend. And... She's, you yeah, know, she's been a, mm-hmm. she's been in the the when I would say crossfires of this whole Nick Cannon versus Eminem beef situation. Have y'all Child, been keeping up with that? I try not to because it's so like. So what happened? What Nick Cannon came out with a diss track on niggas be wilding out. <laughs> Yo, I hate him. <laughs> I really hate him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, yeah, Nick dropped. He done dropped two diss tracks, and then people don't pick sides. Thank you, next and, bitch. I was like, nobody, nobody's, I have never in my life heard anybody say, can you play that Nick Cannon? I ain't never heard it nowhere. Never. No, but never. you know what they never. did? They had that guy from Django. Remember uh, Samuel Jackson yes. was holding on to that white man? Oh, my God. They was like, that's how, that's how Eminem got y'all niggas. Uh, word. <laughs> Child. Word. Oh, yeah. They said, oh, yeah, a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, when Nip, uh, when Nipsey Hussle died, yeah. y'all were saying protect Nick at all costs. Mm-hmm. But now he beef with Eminem. Yeah, and it's funny. But Emin, I mean, but Nick knew better. Like, Nick, stop rapping. Like, just be funny. Yeah, like, host dude, your shows. Yeah, yeah dude, Nick, yeah. Nick need to stop. He need to stay with his Oh, he was good on Wild and Out. Like, he need to stay in his lane. You know what? Let me be quiet because I do a lot of shit that probably I shouldn't do because I can. So let <laughs> me just I mean, be quiet. But Nick, mean, do your thing. No. I mean, I haven't heard it because I just. Because you're not going to listen to it. I'm not. I'm going to read the articles. Right. And I'm going to get my keys in, but I just. I, he just needs to go sit down and stay chairman. Forrest Whitaker emoji Not to Nick Forrest Cannon rapping. Whitaker. Last time I heard Nick Cannon rap, it was on Nickelodeon. Oh, wait a minute. When he now. was chairman? And that's when I knew it was. I don't know a single song that that had mainstream success. I mean, he, I know him from Drumline and a couple other <laughs> roles. I mean, he's, he should. A lot of these people really want to do rapping, but like, you need to do what you were good at kind of like acting was he's a good entertainer he's a good actor too i mean he did a lot of films would you pay for a ticket everything i've seen him at it was there were free tickets 
Ooh. The producers pay him. I ain't I ain't never seen nobody yeah, pay no, to see him do anything. Free, right? Yeah, Wild and Out is free. They be serving Henny did too. Yeah. Mm. I just I just I've only been to one Wild and Out. Just never seen that they was re- in Brooklyn. They really they really did serve Henny. I don't drink Henny, so oh. I don't know. I have to ask my cousin. I was eating wings. Oh, but they Period. fed you. <laughs> right. Okay. So shout out to Mariah. Amazing, amazing. Right. Close to a decade. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, we are going into a new decade. Yeah, it's 2020. Oh, so what are y'all's goals for 2020? Like, what are you looking forward to? Like, what do you want to change? What's what are you calling into your life? I want to grow. I want this podcast to grow and evolve more than what it has already become. I think it's came a long way. It's definitely better. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely I think I got better as a host. With. um just as long as I've been doing this, because before, child, whew, I don't know what the hell I was talking about. But, like, definitely with that, and also I want to, you know, lose some weight. want to speak that into existence. want to start doing, um, want to start this keto diet, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm speaking I'm, that into uh-uh, I really did try. So I really did try this semester. I, no, I did try this semester, but... It, Consistency. Come on, preacher. Wait, wait, what? Reverend. Are you gonna do it or you not? Ha! Ah. Because let me tell you how the world works. Mm. Huh? Or how the universe will bless you, okay? Mm. Say it again. You have to make decisions in life. You have mm. to make the decision. You have to make the choice. So yeah. once you make that choice, you have to take the action. So it yeah. can't be like, uh, oh, I may start this Y'all, diet. You got an organ in here? Because if you well, I t- I'm telling you, and it's crazy hat. because I've been wishing for my body to do some crazy things. Mm-hmm. And then I, I look back and I'm saying, well, I wanted my body to do this, but did I do the work required for mm-hmm. it to happen? No. I know I that. Okay, hold on now. I, know. I, <laughs> I, I, I thought about it. I, I considered. You're making considerations. You got to make a choice in 2020. I made a choice, and I feel like my problem is consistency. I need to have more consistency. and that's just, Shia. And that's just what it is. And I feel like once I gain that, I feel like it will work in my endeavors. You said confidence? You said? I need to have, I need to work on my consistency. Oh Because yeah, I start yeah. shit, but Ooh, that was good. Hold on, I'd write this. In, I'd write this in my book, in my little um, not his black my, book. My thought journal. Yes, <laughs> I have one. I have one every year, actually. Part of my. I, I think for me, um, I grow. I've been writing a lot, mm-hmm. so definitely a lot more writing. Mm-hmm. Um. I love Darren. You got me into podcasts. Ooh. Um, so I don't think I would ever have one of my own, but definitely, it's fine. Um, yeah, because be, I would only have my own podcast if I had a team that could do editing and putting it up. Yes. I don't like that no, stuff. I, I literally um, want that. But you know, definitely, you know, growing, growing my, uh, <laughs> growing uh, ministry endeavors. Mm-hmm. Definitely losing some weight. Um, and just like I've started eating a lot more grilled food, a lot more greens. Yeah. Um, so there's been small prep for that, but definitely in 2020. And that's all I'm saying. Like, right. Yeah. My girlfriend and I have been talking about a pescatarian diet. So y'all pray my strength. Um, cause I don't, I don't like a lot of, right. I don't like, I don't like like the fishy taste of fish, but I love fish. If that makes sense. Well, eat fish. That's not fishy. Like cod or oh, not cod, <laughs> yeah, like cod. My wed, um, <laughs> the codfish. Okay, cool. Like, we'll talk because you eat a lot of seafood. I love seafood. Mm. I could eat it every day. Um, I could probably be a pescatarian that eats chicken. 
Right. Because I can't give up the bird. Amen. Um, but definitely those bird. things. Um, writing. Uh-huh. More, 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 more podcast stuff. Because I get a lot of speaking engagements. That's yeah, where yeah. most of my stuff comes from. But um, definitely that. I'm also working on a book. Oh, um, By um, Coffeehouse Books and Penguin, which is located at Penguin Random House. Mm. Um, called the Justice. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You know, for centuries, the ultra-wealthy have been putting their money where their mouths are by investing in fine wine. And now, with Vint, you can do that too. At Vint, we offer SEC-qualified investment opportunities of fine wine and spirits curated by our experts with portfolio managers. With Vint, you can invest and diversify into the most sought-after assets that have a history of price appreciation. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co black bodies i'm working with uh, a few uh poets and writers so it's going to be a series of poems and short stories Mm -hmm. that talk about the black experience um those of you who either have read some of my blogs or darren probably knows this writing i use a lot of female pronouns and so this woman is going to find out that her name is justice she's unnamed throughout most of the book until the end um so i'm working with that and that's really it yeah very good. Yeah. Well, for my 2020, I want to um, also make some very dynamic steps in my career. I am transitioning back into entertainment media, um, and I'll still have you know some dealings in public health and um, well, public health, public service, and um, you know community organizing. But I will be focusing a lot more uh, energy into you know my craft and mm-hmm. what actually brings me like joy this year made me think of um where i wanted to be in 10 years like by you know 2030 or 2029 mm-hmm. what did i want my life to look like and i was like look i want to be able to wake up in the morning and you know my day be full of things that i that brings me joy right and, you know, not as much stress, but this doesn't feel like work because it's so natural to me, mm. you know. And so that for 2020, I think going into this next decade, that is what I want to focus on. This past decade has been about, you know, identity for me. It was mm. it was the this was the decade where I learned more about me and I focused my energy on learning myself. And now that I kind of am very confident in like grounded in who I am and I believe in what I can do because I've seen it, mm-hmm. I've experienced it, and now I can't deny Because, you know, sometimes you get things like, is this a fluke? You know, this is a one-off mm. thing. And then it happens again, you're like, well, maybe. But after the third time, fourth time, fifth time, you're just like, okay, well, in this space, mm-hmm. I get this result. In this space, I get this result. I feel the same way, but I'm, wor- I'm like somewhatly like opposite because you said you have the experience now you know how to navigate it through mm-hmm. the next decade. I feel like I want with this new year and decade, I want the experience. Well, I mean, we're in two I feel like no, I feel phases like, of life too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is it's appropriate for you to be in that space. Yeah. 
that I want things like I feel like things have not started yet. And I'm like, when is it going to start? When I go to college? Well, I'm in college. So, you know, I, it's things are starting up, but it's not officially like boom. And I think after maybe I graduate, I can experience that because I don't want to be I don't want to be coddled. Because I see a lot of people struggle once they get out on their own. They're like, oh, my God. Like, you know, I've seen a lot of my friends that either not go to college or stuff does not work out. Right. And after what, after a couple of years after col- after um, high school, they're like in distress. I'm like, that is some scary shit. But, but I think also mm-hmm. I would even challenge you just being your friend, um, changing your perspective. Maybe they have started, but you're not recognizing it because you want it to go boom. Nothing ever starts with a boom. You know what I mean? Not mm-hmm. even not even planets like meteorites and all this other stuff have to come together and yeah, push yeah. together, and then it becomes There's a process. A planet. For everything. There's a yeah. process, so maybe it has started. Maybe it didn't start the way you thought it would. Come on here, mm-hmm. right? But maybe maybe this is your point to grow it up to okay. be something. You know, like I mean, even with the chicken or the egg argument, you know, there had to be something before that life form was formed. Right. And so even in the midst of your podcast and all your endeavors, Mm -hmm. for each and every one of us, the shifting of our perspective. So many times, like, you know, I'm gonna use this as an example. When people post relationship goals, everybody wants the end of production. They don't want the process of production. Right. Right. Or, Or or we go see a Broadway show. Ooh, I want to be an actor. Okay, but you don't want the process of being You don't want to go to acting class. Right, you don't mm-hmm. want to go to acting class. You don't want to go through the audition. You don't want to go through mm-hmm. the waiting period of the callback. Or deal with the rejection. Even, or, or rejection, right? Yeah. You don't want that. So maybe it's things have been starting. I mean, look at it. You have a podcast. Mm-hmm. People are still trying to figure out how to buy equipment. Mm, come on to here. To hook up to the phone. Come you on. You got the actual thing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and so even with Derek, you are in the door. You are. You see what I'm For saying? Me, yeah. You're in the door. It's not I want this. Mm-hmm. You, I will do this. I'm already here. You know yeah. what I mean? So just I'm here now. So what's good? I, I right. do have trouble seeing things like seeing things like that cuz I I often cuz people would tell me like Darren, you got all this. I'm like really I don't. I don't. I don't but think. But even because I always that, want more for myself, I think right. that's. And oh, that's, and that, there's nothing. That's wrong the for argument that. that I have in my head. Right. And you know, it's funny that can carry you a long way too. But you also have to make sure that you don't err on the side of pessimism and start doubting yourself. And I'm just going to say that from experience because there were times when I was, you know, looking back, and when I when other people started talking to me about the experiences that I've had, mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, I really did do that. And in that moment, it didn't feel like I was doing anything to me because I was already looking. I was looking ahead and saying, well, I want to do this, and mm-hmm. this doesn't feel like this. Like, And I'm looking at other people like, oh, okay, well, they're there already, and I'm trying to get there, but it doesn't feel yeah, like it's getting there already. fast enough. Mm-hmm. And one thing that you're going to have to learn, especially if you're going to be in this business, is do not compare yourself to other people. Like, your journey is your journey, journey for a reason, mm-hmm. and you have no idea what some of these people go through to get to that end result that you want, mm-hmm. and you may not be prepared for that. I just stopped doing that. Right. So, yeah. You know, trusting your journey and mm-hmm. and knowing that you're going to get where ultimately where you're supposed to be, and falling in love with the process. Like you said, people want the re- the end result, mm-hmm. um, and they fall in love with the image and the thought of being in this place. Yeah, but it feels so much better once you fall in love with the process. Like, I, like I said, I had an audition this weekend. Normally, like when I used to go to auditions in New York all the time, I had to, you know. I had to re-prepare myself for rejection and be like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I may not get it. Or, um, 
you know, I don't want to go to this audition because I don't feel like I fit this part or blah, blah, blah. But then I had to grow and be like, actually, no, because this is what I want. Mm-hmm. And every person that I look at or like my icons, like in their stores, I'm like, no, they were rejected. Like their big break didn't come until they till a door closed on them, like in their face. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it was, oh, here's an opportunity. So now I, I'm literally chasing closed doors, if that makes sense. Like, okay. you tell me no, that means I'm so much closer to my yes because I know it's coming. Right. And because I know one day we'll be able to say, well, I actually mm-hmm. want to do this, but look how God works, right? Okay. Bam. And look at me now. I'm in such a in a better place than where I where I originally yeah, was. Yeah, and I think that um, I was like that as well. Like, you know, I feel like I don't fit into this category or something like that. And I used to wonder why I'm not getting – like, I would look at the influencers. I'm like, how they got that many views? Damn, this, that, and the third. And I look at my podcast before, it would get like five downloads. Mm-hmm. You know, I still don't make as much as the other people, but I, like I said, I don't compare. And I'm and I'm looking at the process, and I see that I went from five downloads to we over here almost close to 100. I never seen that before. Look at that. So I understand. So now I understand the process that I just have to like like you guys said. All right. You know, respect the process and, and let it. You know, my, my favorite mm-hmm. academic, uh, the Reverend Doctor James Cone, who is who's dead now. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a professor at. Uh, Union Seminary, which is connected to Columbia University in the city. Um, He kept a binder of all his book proposals that Mm -hmm. got denied from major publishers. He also kept a binder of all the grad schools that he applied to that rejected him. And people thought that was nuts. Even reading that, I thought it was nuts. Why would you do that? And he said... The only reason why he did that is because it's through rejection that you begin to work out what your perfection is. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm. Um, and, and just keeping that mindset and just remembering that life is split up in two ways. It's about 10% of what it throws about at you and 90% of how you respond, right? Mm. It's also about when you, that saying is true that we learn as children – uh, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Make lemonade. It's a serious thing. Okay, you gave me rejection, but I'm, that doesn't stop me from getting to the yeah. goal that I set for myself. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a testament for us. That's a testament for people who are in college who may not have the GPA that they want, but yeah. they still want to make it and be. Or well, when they're trying to get internships, like I'm internships. Huh, right? I've been turned down by a lot. Right. No explanations, but I keep on going. Right, you got to. as you should mm-hmm. because when you do land one, it's going to be the one that yeah. was designed for you. Periodical, right? Period. And I've done two so far, and that was after a lot that rejected me. You get what I'm saying? Right. So, it, so things can be, and I and I do believe that now. I just you know, I guess I should be a little patient. Be patient. I'm a very impatient person. Me don't too. rush. Don't rush me your life. Too. Yeah. But you cannot rush. I, mm-hmm. I used to go crazy. Yeah. It's Just about the attacks, that. hospital visits, crazy yeah. because I'm stressing over things that I cannot control. Mm-hmm. Do not want that to happen. It's not a race; it's a marathon. So just pace yourself. You mm-hmm. go ahead. Enjoy the process. <laughs> Come on, Reverend Derek Dahl. Take it all in because right. it, this this moment, like even while you're in school now, it may feel like a lot mm-hmm. at once, but it goes by really, really quickly. Yes, I know. It goes by really quickly. Even this semester. This really semester, quickly. even though it was hell. And I almost lost my mind three times. I lost my mind <laughs> recently. Glad you found it at this damn editing room when I had to edit my final project, and I'm just like, "Bitch, this shit came out overexposed, and I have to figure out what the hell I'm going to do with this." And I made it. Made I it did work. it. I made it work. 
Very good. It looks decent. And I'm proud to say that, you know, I did this project. And these classes do test me. And I feel like I need that. Very good. Well, that's what so, they're here for. Yeah, well. Speaking of breaking barriers, mm-hmm. um, are we up to Oprah yet? Sure. We can go right into that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> That'll be our last little celebrity what's news. On? What's going on with uh, Oprah? I mean, we felt like we just did our doll talk, too. Cause right. That was a portion right there. That's a Wasn't little, it? Yeah. See, it's, it's, it's organic and it's good. It's organic. Nice. So what's going on with Oprah Winfrey? What's going on with Oprah? With Mama Oprah. Well, she's doing another documentary. As you know, she did one for Michael Jackson, and she's focusing on assault cases in the music industry. Okay. So now she's doing one on uh, Russell Simmons. Oh, okay. uh, the two people, I think the two girls that allegedly um, said that they were assaulted by him. Okay. 50 Cent ain't like that. Okay. 50 Cent and Russell, because Russell did um, come back. And I just s- hope she don't go missing. Oprah, how's she going to go Not missing? Not Oprah. <laughs> go missing on account of whom? Or maybe I watch too much movies, but you know when people call people out mm-hmm. and then they send like a hitman and. Oprah not going to do that. First of no, all, I and mean, Russell's not going to do that either. Yeah. Well, hmm. so yeah, she's doing another documentary, and Fifty Cent was like, his whole thing is, you you got so many people that are um, outed in this Me Too movement, like Weinstein, so many other people other than black people, Mm -hmm. and you're focusing on what Michael Jackson, and now you're doing the uh, now you're doing Russell Simmons. Mm -hmm. Um, How I feel about mm -hmm. the whole? Well, let me just say this: I feel like Fifty Cent has a point. She is only focusing on people in the music industry, so oh. Weinstein doesn't really fit into that category. Or, I mean, Oprah can do stuff like that. She doesn't have to. Oprah can do whatever she wants, but it would be nice. I mean, be but nice she's Oprah Winfrey; like she uh-huh. can do whatever she wants. She can do whatever she wants. And I said, but that. here's mm-hmm. the thing, though, and this is because I I'm split, mm-hmm. but I can I can understand why, and I agree with what she's doing, and mm-hmm. here's why: in our community. We have a tendency, and what I mean by our, for those who are listening, the black community, Come on. we have a tendency to make exceptions because they're black. Mm. Okay. So we see this a lot in the black church, right? Pastor's good. I mean, yeah, he cheated on his wife. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, he touched little Sarah. But he can preach. But pastor can preach. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Mm. So we tend to make a lot of exceptions in our community. I love Bill Cosby. You know, I am I I am so upset the Cosby show is gone. But he did what he did. And it had yeah. to be talked about. Now, the way the judicial system went about it, I may not agree with that. But it had to be talked about and it had to strike conversation. Mm-hmm. R. Kelly is a great musical genius. Do not get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But he had to be talked about. But let me interject on mm-hmm. that. Because you let okay, so if you're focusing on assaults in the music industry, why did you let a white network take over? And they, I felt like they badly dealt that documentary because it was a lot of there was a lot of truth to it, but then it started getting stupid. But here's the thing, though: Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Listen, there's a reason the ultra-wealthy have been investing in fine wine for centuries. Historically stable returns and a lack of volatility make it stand out compared to traditional assets, especially during a downturn. But now you can invest alongside with them with Vint. Vint is an SEC-qualified investment platform that offers shares of the most sought-after wines in the world. So join the thousands of investors diversifying with fine wine and spirits. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. I will respect that on Oprah's part because she let her best friend Gail King do her exclusive with R. Kelly. Okay, I love this. this Let like but, but Gail the not employed to do the same thing that Oprah used to do. That's Gail. No, 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 no. Not, not, not let, not let in that sense. Meaning she didn't go back and say, oh, instead of doing Russell, I'm gonna do R. Kelly. Like she, mm-hmm. she, she let that be a Gail moment. Oh. Because mm-hmm. at any moment she still could do that if she wanted to. Yeah, but I mean, she, part two's coming but, out. But why? You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I, I think with Russell Simmons, he's done great contributions to our community. He has a little rush card. Mm-hmm. Um, he he's done great things, but he still has to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand Fifty's point. I do. Yeah, but Russell still got to be dealt with. My take on it was about the the proximity to the other stories because when Fifty Cent came after her, he was asking her why. Isn't she doing a story on Harvey Weinstein, on Weinstein. because uh, of their assumed relationship? You know, her knowing him and and the picture with her, you know, blowing a kiss on the cheek, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, first of all, people need to realize that that the industry is very very small. And after working in Hollywood, you don't know what any of these people are capable of. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, I may see you at this gala that tonight, or I'm going to see you at the Emmys, and I know you through your work and things like that. I'm gonna support you, or you're fun when we when we party together. But I don't know you like that. Like I ain't right. doing private dinners with you, and I'm not. You know, I know you socially, um, and that's our relationship. Is I see you at these award shows, mm-hmm. or I'm gonna see you at this premiere, or I know that you're working on this project, and I have a friend that I'm gonna connect you with because she's interested in doing a project. Blah blah blah. But I'm not responsible for what how you handle these other people, and so I think that the idea or notion that Oprah has to speak on Harvey Weinstein or Weinstein, or whatever his name is, especially when people are trying to attach her name and her legacy Mm -hmm. to this man, I think it'd be very problematic for her to even touch it. And I think smart people on her team probably like just... Steer clear of that. If you you care so -hmm. so much about helping victims share their story, here's another story. Do this one. This is something that maybe isn't going to get a lot of mainstream coverage because this is a... You mm-hmm. know, a, a black man. P- Harvey Weinstein has like over twenty documentaries on him already. Yeah, mm, documentaries. Go look it up. Yeah, it's free. Like I always be like, Google is free. Like you didn't watch. There are like nineteen of these documentaries and and pieces on Harvey Weinstein that you have never seen because you are not interested in that. You're interested in trying to figure out why this black woman is giving you mm-hmm. black stories, which makes no sense to me. Because if we can't talk about us, because we're telling her to keep that same energy though. Keep the same energy for what? You can't. First of all, as a journalist, you can't tell me what to cover, especially when I have when I have autonomy in my we own can't, network. We can't. We can't. And you're you right, but we. But it would be nice. It you would know, be it, nice to what? It, it would be nice for what? If she keeps the same energy and she sits there and okay, like um, Russell Simmons and Michael Jackson, they were the only ones 
No, nobody's. But that's the thing. Nobody said they were only ones. But why? Why are we expecting Oprah to cover all of us, all of those stories, or even her name attached to it? She's just the executive producer. Now, mm -hmm. as far as the sit down she had with the two alleged Michael Jackson victims, you have to remember also who Oprah's main audience is. Those who have been watching Oprah since they were, you know, a baby or whatever. Mm -hmm. Oprah's been doing this for almost thirty years. When she became one of the most successful African American females on television. It was it, it was in part due to her large uh, demographic of white women who were staying at home watching her shows. So her topics and her, her narratives fit that demographic. The, this is what the white women want to talk about. And uh, as far as sharing victim stories and, and and things like that about kids who were were um, were assaulted, or I won't even say tiptoeing around race baiting, baiting issues. Oprah has always done that. Like on the Oprah Winfrey show, that's mm -hmm. what it was about. The yeah. topics that came, they weren't always for black people. Somebody said that she was like that she was actually like a gaslighter for black issues because mm -hmm. she knew who her audience was. She knew who her audience was. And even to this day, she understands what works for the Oprah brand. And for any other black person that's hoping to be successful in any, in any industry, you have to own your space. And Oprah owns that demographic. Those white women love her. If they could build up a gold statue, mm -hmm. they probably would. And it's so crazy. Well, that's to see nice that to know. It's kind, of, it's kind of crazy to see so many black people who don't understand the logic behind her protecting her brand from stuff that could tarnish her. So y'all say, personally, keep, say keep, she, the if, same, in, say keep the okay. same, keep the same energy, but you all haven't, you you all have still haven't made a police report over that uncle that touched you. Y'all y'all haven't had a conversation with your family about mm -hmm. the your situation that happened at church. When you're talking about keeping the same energy, you want Oprah to share these stories. You haven't even shared your own story. But, but, so keep that same energy and hold yourself accountable for the stories that you want to hear or that you want to see other people share. Oprah Winfrey, her her main goal is to just provide a mirror for us. When you work in the in the field of journalism and with the work that she's done. She's provided a mirror for us to just look and say, damn, this is really happening, and let's start, start the conversations. Russell Simmons is someone that black people hold dear because of the worst card, because of you know his spiritualism and, and what mm -hmm. he's taught us. But guess what? This is still a part of that story. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's talk about the intersectionality. Can you be a good person and have done bad things? Yes. I think also, right, Harvey Weinstein has been talked about Okay. For so, over so, so, so at this at this point and at this juncture, from a journalistic standpoint, it's almost like it's old news. Trump has been talked about as far as his sexual scandals, mm. her Weinstein, Woody Allen, and we know how it ends. For and them. we know we know what it is, right? They pay and get off. But I didn't know that Russell Simmons did this. Well, I've known for a minute. But but your specialty mm -hmm. is celebrity news. Right. Me, who's an academic who teaches a freaking philosophy class, mm -hmm. I'm not going to know this. Me, I will say the Russell Simmons, it wasn't highlighted as much as the other stuff. But from yeah. even from a ministerial point of view, his brother, who's a reverend, mm -hmm. I use that in quotations. Uh, I use that in quotations. Um, you haven't even spoke about this. Hmm. And as a minister, our job is to do what? Speak truth to power. Yeah, but that's my brother. Doesn't matter from a ministerial point of view. And and I applaud Oprah from doing exactly what Derek Dahl just said, providing a mirror even for the family members because I know y'all ain't talking about this. 
the community hasn't talked about this. Mm. Or they may be talking amongst themselves because they're a family. Right. But, you know, black families, we certain things we just don't we, talk about. Yeah, so that's just what I sit there with. Okay. Just like the uncle that touched mm-hmm. you. Oh, but, you know, we always knew he had an issue I, with this. I do, so. get, and, and I do get that. That should be highlighted, too. But, but, like I said, keep that same energy. That's just my thing. But also, 50 did make a point, though, because uh-huh. his thing, when he said, um, dang, I almost lost it. No. So... Oprah doing doing these things or creating these documentaries. One thing he said was, you know, when you when you put this on the forefront with these these black men, the 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 public reception is different because they're guilty until proven innocent. So mm. by highlighting it and because it's Oprah, it makes people assume that they're guilty right. as opposed to them just taking yeah. the information for what it is. Like, okay, you're talking to the victims. Why didn't you do the documentary from Russell's point of view? Right. You know what I'm saying? Or both. Or both. And who's to say that that's not coming down the that's line? That's not going to happen, yeah. Russell wasn't the one that opened up and said, hey, I think I may have assaulted these people. No, right. what happened was this person made an allegation. I want to know more about this allegation. Well, People want to know more about Russell's response, I mean, tells you that he's not going to be a part of that narrative once that documentary So what was his response? It was just like, oh, well, I see. I'm paraphrasing, but basically it was just in a negative response towards Oprah. It just wasn't like he wasn't here for it. Right. Well, him not being a part of that conversation may not be Oprah's doing. It may be his doing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I get it. When you're a black celebrity and, you know, a lot of them admire Oprah because she mm-hmm. has created. Oprah's Oprah. Oprah's Oprah. Yeah. And she is. She's There's created no a lot of space care. for black creatives and she, you know, she's taken a lot of them under her wing and she's planted seeds into mm-hmm. their into their careers, and so that's just like you know having that auntie. Some of them feel like she backstabbed them, or that I don't know. It's it's I I so I kind of empathize with being disappointed. It's a series of things because if, when you look at the whole Monique situation, well, they had a lot of who <laughs> <laughs> lord. So was this? Then you did. Then you helped do the documentary for Michael Jackson, and now you're doing Russell Simmons. So it's making. The general public. But what about all the other stories she's done on white people? Because y'all don't care. Y'all ain't yeah. watch it. On her show, she did a lot of stuff with white people. But anytime you talk about somebody, but when you're black mm-hmm. and you put black issues on the forefront, mm-hmm. then black people will try to, you know, assassinate yeah. you because, well, proverbially, you know, um, assassinate you or assassinate your character or attack your character because well, we feel for, like some we're, reason, we're, the, for some reason we okay. feel that we're that we are above reproach and that we should always protect each other well uh, well yeah. in the black in in their response or their defense we are always they, they're always coming for us right okay. so and we we have to we we have to we have to, we have to remember the people who, upstairs who the power to be but listen we, we have to really define these things right so so here's my thing when it comes to Oprah in the black community, there's certain things that I think she should do that she does not do more of. And that's not celebrity news. That is, you started a school in South Africa for black girls. We have a ton of African-American girls here in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's just now starting the project where she's finding spaces to do a school here. Right. Okay. Um, th- those are certain things. Social justice issues, I think she should be a little bit more verbal on. This stuff, I could care less. Um... um when we talk about, um, yeah, we're always under the, the the limelight over certain things. Those are certain things that, from a journalistic standpoint, Oprah's just not going to cover. Mm-hmm. That's just it. Um, I think I think proximity, proximity, and I think definition of those things matter. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Those things matter. Period. Do I think she should have donated a little bit more money for washing machines? 
uh, at Westside High School in Newark? Mm. I do. But it's her money, right? It's over. I think we should have had a school here a long time ago. But this is another thing, I too. do. Our expectation of other people but and what they money? do with their money um, and what they do with their influence. And maybe, maybe it's just me. Or maybe I'm projecting into my future what I could see potentially happening. Until you have risen to the call that I've risen to, you don't have the authority to tell me what to do with the stuff that I've earned. When it comes to my influence, you don't get to tell me how I get to wield it, why, or for what. When it comes to my money that I've earned, you don't get to tell me how I should spend it. Uh, so when it comes to Oprah and what she donates, and you also think about the tax bracket she's in, most of the donations she makes is because she'd end up paying it in taxes anyway. And that's just one of the privileges of being wealthy is that, hey, I can either pay this into the federal trust mm. or I can choose where this money goes and that can cover my taxes for the year. And I think that Oprah has, to date, of any celebrity, has put the most African-American men through college. With her choosing to spend money in Africa to build a school for girls in a space where, because let's be honest, there are girls in America black girls in America who choose not to go to school, who have the opportunity and the op the option to do so. Um, whether the conditions in their neighborhoods you know, are conducive or safe for them, that's different. But you also have to remember, Oprah is a journalist. Oprah is not a politician. She is not an elected representative of anybody's neighborhood, anybody's state. But she deems herself a philanthropist. A mm. philanthropist. What that means is I am a person who, who invests in efforts to better society, whether that is a global community, whether that is a local community. Oprah decided that there is a, there is a, a space over here with bodies that look like mine that don't have the opportunity to go to school because there is no school. There is no safe space for these girls. Now, if you're going to bring up the schools in Africa, then something that ties into this conversation is about you know, the girls being molested there. Why is there no documentary about that? Hmm. Why are we not having a conversation about those allegations? But, I mean, th those things are explored saying? in an academic context. Right. And I think that, especially for a person such as myself who grew up in a more upper middle class type of context, like I said, if it was me, if I was Oprah, because you're absolutely correct, no one can deem where you spend your money. No, no one, right. and you're absolutely correct, because I share that same sentiment, Derek, right. praise the Lord. But... I know that from a uh, from a community standpoint, those are the only things that I could say I would have done differently. Right. But as far as this whole Russell said, do it, do it. We do need a mirror to to those things. We do need to talk about those things um, because a lot of these, a lot, a lot of men, a lot mm -hmm. of us, a lot of us men, um, we think that we have, especially when money is involved this ability to be invincible. Mm -hmm. And I think it's these stories that really show us that we're not. Well, when it comes to black men anyway, because some, some right. people believe that once you have that green, that your skin changes, your skin tone changes, Preach. and that you move into Come white privilege. And that's it's, a, and it's, not it's false. <laughs> and, I think that, and I think that history, I really do think that history has shown us that, listen, black man, 
whatever whatever you thought imperial capitalism was, whatever you thought the opportunity was for you or what it was going to be, it is not that. Our country right. has shown us that. It doesn't matter how wealthy you are as a black mm. person, you will always come second. Period. And your mm. your the 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 outcome for you will not mirror the outcome for the other one. And I think we've seen that. Harvey Weinstein just paid twenty five million dollars in a settlement and you know, he has violated his his parole as far as him his ankle break like what, seventy three times? Seventy three times. So I'm like it's not. It's, we're not playing by the same rule. We're in the same game, but we're not playing, playing by the same, same rules. rules. And I think that calling attention to that mm-hmm. is very important. And I think the fifty missed that message. He didn't think about it. He's like, "Well, why is you're a, you're one of a, you're one of us? Why are you doing this?" I'm like, "Well, if you don't like it, fifty, you got money too. You do another. Uh, you 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 produce mm-hmm. uh, a documentary on Harvey Weinstein, and and let us know where your career goes in the next three years." All right. Right. Let's see how that how that works out can't, for you. Can't upset massa. You right. see what I'm saying? Like, or that just gives Oprah more for you to find out what you've done. Exactly. Fifty. Mm. I do believe that Oprah does have a little bit of petty in her like that. Like, she do. I believe. If it. I'm a billionaire, I'm I do to, too. I'm about to cut off your power. What? Mm. But I guess and even we'll, if she cannot influence power, Oprah knows. Oprah can wield her influence who's, in in ways. Who's that your other producer? Sharon. I feel like every assistant name is Sharon. She's worked for me before. Sharon? Right. Oh, I know name. Sharon. I put her through college. Give her a phone call. Let's have tea. Ooh. With my Cocker Spaniels. Ooh. Mm. Oh, Oprah. It is kind of crazy, though. <laughs> I do feel like Oprah is, like, between Oprah and Michelle Obama, they oh. are the black queens of America. What? Mm-hmm. And, or, like, maybe Oprah is, queen of, is our Queen Elizabeth, and Michelle is, like, our, like, Kate Middleton, and Beyonce is the new girl. What's the name? The one that married uh, Harry? Uh, Megan, Megan Markle. 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 I feel like that is the hierarchy. Right, and, and Cicely's queen mother. Okay. Tyson. Well, I still have my she's view. She's just old. I don't think she's the queen or nothing. Maybe no. oh, maybe she's like the queen mother of black Hollywood. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't think she... But she doesn't wield her influence like that. Like, we go up for Cicely Tyson for being alive. Uh-huh. You know, we appreciate her the same <laughs> way we appreciate Betty White. It's like, damn, they are still here. Yeah. They, are Tisha Ka- they are Tisha Campbell Martin. Still here, here. That, that's what that's what we get when they pop up. You know what I'm saying? I cannot, but no. Um, okay, I hear what you guys are saying about this whole Oprah situation. Y'all gonna fight Oprah? Cent. We're not gonna fight Oprah. I'm well, just shut up. No, I'm just, just I'm still gonna talk. This is my show. Nah, I'm just cut off his motherfucking mic. Cut his mic. <laughs> not cut his mic. <laughs> I just got Queen Ray over here. Anyway, no, I mean like we still gonna have opinions, and I feel like you know I still have my ways. Um, I understand though. Yeah. And I understand your position too. Yeah, it's all. I mean, that's the part of having a conversation. And maybe it's just me being too young, but I always known of Oprah to be for the people. Mm, I think we, I never we make our own. I've make, got vibes like that. I mean, when I, yes, I'm, we I'm, made Oprah for the people when we realized she was about to be a billionaire because yeah. it's something that we aspire to. Everybody mm-hmm. aspires to have that dream, and so it doesn't matter. And I matter think who, that was the. It doesn't dis- matter who you are, like, like Jay Z. Like Jay Z has been Mr. Camel my whole life, right? And mm-hmm. it wasn't until he started started rising, mm-hmm. and you saw him about to reach this goal, and it's like, right. wow! Like he like listening to his story, he's like a billionaire. He, not just been a billionaire, but like he's really what's this calling me? He has really, you know, stuck to his guns and <laughs> and saw his way to where he wanted to be, and that's a, that's admirable. 
Mm-hmm. Does that excuse the fact that he cheated on probably one of the most influential women in America? No, yeah. it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Does it does it make us forget that he used to sell crack? No, it doesn't. Like it doesn't make us forget those things. Yeah. Um, but it's about what we place our values in, how high we put people on a pedestal based on what they've achieved. And we have to be careful of that. And we have to be careful of how we idolize these people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when that mirror comes back and it shows us things that we actually relate to or that we're triggered by. Because the story with Russell Simmons triggered people. Yeah. Because this is some this is like watching someone that we idolize, mm-hmm. their the negative parts being shown. Yeah. And I think what it is 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 people that are like, okay, we put you on. You know what I'm saying? We look at the general public and we look at people that are high profile. We put you on. Like put all of on? us collective. Wait, you uh, put collectively. Who what on? Because Oprah's been here before we were all. Okay. Po- well, her fans did. Come on. Mm-hmm. If, we, if, it was, if it wasn't for people watching her show. Oprah worked. Okay. Mm-mm. We, black folk, didn't put Oprah on NAFTA. Well, they, well, okay. Well, let me rephrase it. People think, the black community thinks. But no, 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 no. Black no, people no, came don't, on board later. For the whole community. Not the whole community, but a good, y'all, y'all, a selective y'all few. Young folk. Don't y'all. Don't y'all mean. I mean, but you, you agreeing with them? I'm not saying I'm agreeing with them. I'm just giving a voice on this show. Right. Giving a that, that makes that's good. your speak. listeners think that you agree with them. No, it's fine. No, speak. No, you can speak your truth if that mm-hmm. is your pers- your perspective. That was my perspective of Oprah, and then is that black I got people put her on, and so she not that black us. people put them on, but that she was for the people. That she was for the people because she introduced us to Barack Obama. Because before then, I don't think anybody really had that notion. It wasn't until well, old black folk. Was gonna vote for him because he was black. Well, of we course, we didn't hop on until Oprah said, "I'm endorsing him." Like mm-hmm. this is the man that that right. needs Same to lead our world. And we were just like, "Well, Oprah, we thought you were gonna lead our world. So if you say this is the man, then that's the man." Right? Because she, yeah, because you're Oprah, and at mm-hmm. that point, she was at the pinnacle of her career. She had already crossed the threshold of being the the wealthiest African American female mm-hmm. in America, which right. is an amazing achievement. Because for for a lot of us, that was gonna be unattainable mm-hmm. to know that a black person could even enter the 1% mm-hmm. in America mm-hmm. by doing something they were actually good at. Right. But the part where I said we put you on, I mean, like, we, we're we watching your show. We're watching your and shows that's on own where we're seeing your content. Huh? And the person who put her on being a billionaire was Bill Cosby because she flat out asked him, how did you become a billionaire? I fired all my accountants. She said, oh, really? You're gone? You're gone? You get a pink slip? You get a pink slip? You get a pink slip? So that's how you do it. Right. Mm. She became a billionaire. Those white women in them houses Mm -hmm. with them kids and the Mm -hmm. dog with the nanny. Relating to the stories that she was given. Right. About mental health. That's when she, her whole brand changed. She stopped doing KKK stories. She stopped doing, they're fighting in the home. She stopped doing all that. And she started like, wait a minute, um, we're going to bring in Dr. Phil. Right, Dr. Phil. And then so once I bring Dr. Phil in, they got this little white psychiatrist talking about stuff they're doing. And then she was like, oh, well, black women are actually watching the show now. We're going to bring in a Yonla Van Zandt. We're going to talk about some issues that are mm-hmm. going on in your house. People like food. We're Come here, Rachel. Ra- and she got her little two little shows, Greenleaf and what's the other show? Two little shows. Two well, little you, that's shows. 20 years later. We're going to think about the people that Oprah has put. Dr. Oz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I'm, what, I, what I'm saying is this lady has, she understood her market. Mm-hmm. She understood her she brand. Well. She hmm. understood that, okay, for the people that can't watch my show, I can put my show in a magazine. If you've ever read Old Magazine, mm-hmm. it's like it's like watching and six that, episodes of the Oprah Winfrey show and that in a book. And that is what the older, upper-middle-class black folk read, the Old Magazine, with their newspapers and their coffee. Mm. 
And that was for us because she it's a black woman. On. It's a black woman on a, that has her own magazine, mm-hmm. and she's on every cover, every issue. Come on, I'm right over. People ain't doing that. Oprah, Oprah has opened up so she's many doors, so many avenues, <laughs> or she's done so much. She's done so much at, in in her in her own mm-hmm. being yeah. that for us we idolize that because we want to see ourselves in that. So mm-hmm. when you say we put you on, wait a minute, no, you did not. You didn't put we didn't put her on. We see ourselves in her because she was able to do things that we want to be able to do, right. and we admire her for that. And so we try to hold her accountable for things that we want to do. We want Harvey Weinstein to be exposed. We want to know those victim stories. We want to do X, Y, and Z because we don't have the means to do it. But but you're the person that can do it, and we want you to do it. That is how mm-hmm. this is. This you see this finger wagging, and that's that where, and that's like. where we, we get it messed we up. We want you to use those resources that you have to to do this to this man because we already know they're gonna do this for this one. I, I knew Oprah was real. Remember in 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 like third grade when your teacher would put the black first, those little paper printouts, so the, and they they were painted, mm-hmm. and they would hang them up on the bulletin board. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. They were like printed pieces of paper with with the portraits, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it said like Marian Anderson, the first black opera right. singer to sing. When Oprah had one of them, I, she was real. Mm-hmm. All respect. Yeah. Period. I hope to have just one like of Obama those had the little painted portrait, mm-hmm. and he was on the president's list. Once that, I was he's forever there. Right. Okay. Damn, Period. I gotta figure out what I'm gonna be known for. Cause I think I'd be on somebody's wall. I mean, the kids have to know about me. Not I'm the like wall. a future icon. <laughs> Did you make it wall. to the wall? Did you make it to the wall? Honey, I want to make it to the banks. But but enough about Oprah. Enough about Oprah. Yeah. Love you, auntie. So mm-hmm. I think we've, I mean, we've covered, Not, mm-hmm. we've covered a lot today. We have. And I know it's the holiday season. Shout out to Obama for getting that house, to that beautiful Martha's, Martha's Vineyard, Vineyard house. Yeah. Martha's Vineyard? Oh, my God. Yes, it's place. a beachfront house, too. Mm-hmm. Like, niggas can look at it. It was the, the most water. expensive on the lot for a long time. He deserves. They deserve, yeah, they he, deserve. They deserve it. They deserve. I love Martha. Even though Ranger. I really want Michelle Obama to pop up on New Year's with a video on YouTube saying, "America, I've heard your call, <laughs> and I've decided to run." No, she ain't gonna do that. I know, <laughs> but that's what I want. I, that would make my that would make my twenty twenty. Because I feel like she's the only. At this point, I think she would be the only person that if she entered the race, we'd all be like, so the rest of you can go home. Yeah. Joe, <laughs> right? I'd be like, Joe, go to the doctor. Elizabeth, go sit down. <laughs> All the rest of y'all go sit down. Shias is down. Michelle let's get, let's get got I would I would invite Shawnee O'Neal mm. to pop up at the DNC to be like, but hold on, thank wait. you for your services. <laughs> your services? Right. Thank you for your let services. Me, let me bring this up because I just got this. Uh, someone just sent something on uh, the shade room. Whoopi Goldberg tells Megan McCain, girl, girl stop, stop talking. talking. Yes, oh, I, I saw that this morning. Girl, stop talking. Auntie Whoopi. Wait, let me say, this is the first time you're seeing this. They're over, Megan. Oh. Oh. Yes, Grandma. And, and they need to fire her because she be she don't no, she really Whoopi don't be talking. No, because commercial, but Megan was doing a she she, she was girl stop talking. Oh. Let me see this. Let me see this. And girl and stop she talking. She said no problem because that's her boss. Well, Ooh. Whoopi's not the boss, but she's she the is the, she's the moderator. She's, she's the Barbara, Barbara Walters. Walters, right? Yeah. She's Barbara, and Barbara says shut your shut your lips. Let me mm-hmm. read this again. You better say shut your face. Oh, not I'm okay with that.
Oh, yeah. She was like, we're not going to... Oh, yeah. She said, so what you're doing... She was trying to tell like, you're talking over everyone. And Megan does this all the time. She does it all the time. Like, <laughs> we can't have a conversation if you're going to be talking over everybody just because you don't like what they said. Like, what's your turn? And she does that to Sonny all the time. And Sonny, Sonny is, been Sonny been. you know what? I'm going to be a lawyer right now, but I really want to... Or she be doing it to Joy, too. That one time Joy gave her that look like, bitch, if listen. You ever, but Whoopi's like, I feel like she's had it. Like Whoopi's like, look, they all had it. The we're trying to go to commercial. Yeah, the producers have had it. Like yeah, we're trying to go her. to commercial, but Megan just feels like because she's a minority. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions. Supply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You know, for centuries, the ultra-wealthy have been putting their money where their mouths are by investing in fine wine. And now, with Vint, you can do that too. At Vint, we offer SEC-qualified investment opportunities of fine wine and spirits curated by our experts with portfolio managers. With Vint, you can invest and diversify into the most sought-after assets that have a history of price appreciation. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co. Boys that you Ugh. know because she gets drowned out because there she feels like there's so many liberals at the table and so I think it's her liberals. and Amy. Um and she <laughs> always, Amy don't be trying it. <laughs> right, but she, she's she's such a sore loser. Like I don't like she, And you defend Trump. I can't. I cannot. After what he the disrespect your father well, it's fuck him every time we bring him Trump. up. She defends, she defends the Republican, Republican Party. Party Those are two different things. Well she doesn't defend him. She seemingly defends him sometimes. And I watch a lot of you. You know, she was just like, well, I'm just trying to give the conservative point of view, but you can do that without over-talking everyone else. And she kind of, her attitude at the table is just kind of like sucky. Like she, every episode I've seen for the past like eight weeks has been her at the table like. And then she'll come at the the viewers that are like clapping. Yeah, get your your cheap applause line. Girl, she lucky I wasn't there that one time because I did go to the view a couple times. I was waiting for her to try. I'd be like, I'm still clapping. What's up? Kick me out. Oh, wow. (laughs) But yeah, Please, but I mean, it comes girl. it comes with ratings. They'll probably keep her uh, a lot longer because people like that kind of carrying on. Or people will stop watching because of it. Because I haven't been watching the view. Because I'm sorry, it's just I, I can't with her attitude. Sometimes I'll be like, girl, but I'm I, gonna watch I, when she's not on there. But I like watching her get it together. <laughs> like I like I like yeah. watching them gather her. Mm-hmm. I like when Whoopi when Whoopi did that. Well, I'm hopefully she'll watch, leave and watch the entire show. <laughs> They'll they'll run she'll, they'll run her out just like they ran uh, and then they'll Simone bring out. who Candace Owens, bring back Raven Simone. No, uh, no, Raven. we good. I mean Raven. I'm from every continent in Africa <laughs> except for one, and every continent in Europe except for one. Raven, you go sit down. I almost forgot she was on that show. We've yeah. all had some losses. Jeez, they didn't run her out of nowhere. They told her to leave. Like girl, they told her to leave. <laughs> is it that she was doing the same drugs that Orlando Brown was doing? Had to be because ain't no way, child. Did you see his new haircut though? Mm, no. Oh well, on your free time, look it up. Not free time. <laughs> he's, Not what is it's that? It's an auntie. <laughs> what, is, what, is what is free what? time? Auntie. He's an auntie. You should find it. On oh Instagram. Lord, let me look at this. Hey, to all our listeners and our uh, viewers on our Facebook Live. But let's get into our so, doll talk before we. Uh... We had doll talk already. We talked about our goals <laughs> and about how we we're going to achieve them. Um, we wanted to talk about seasonal depression. Uh, for our doll talk. I don't even know what, what, what mark are we at because I don't want us to... We're at an hour and 25. 
I mean, you want to go to for two hours today? What do you want to do? We have time. Not but, two hours. But I'm just saying, like, how long do you want to carry the show? I mean, people have things. Y'all like, got class and right. Maybe we can, ten more minutes. Ten. Okay. We can do the seasonal depression in ten. All right. Well. You know, I want to get all the topics before you know we have to go back home. Before you go home for our, for our little hiatus, mm-hmm. well, for my hiatus, I guess. Um, so seasonal depression. This is a mm-hmm. season um, where we see people um, temporarily go through this little spell where they mm-hmm. may be a little down. Um, and I can't remember the actual name of it. It's like seasonal um, affection, affected disorder or something mm-hmm. like that. Seasonal affected disorder something like that. Um, but it's seasonal depression. And, you know, for some people, this time of year is very um, riddled with trauma because it's the holiday season. Mm-hmm. And you've got people who are dealing with, are you doing your nails with... What is that? Nah, he's trying to call me out on air. Not an M. What is that? (laughs) Is that a key? Not an M. Is Is that a drill? It looks like something. It's a drill. What is that? This man. Okay. So. Sorry to this man. Sorry to this man. Hold on, wait. I've got to capture this moment. Y'all, look. That's a mood. That's a mood for 2020. (laughs) So, anyway, um, a lot of people are affected by it because. Mm -hmm. Um, it could be um, they've lost a loved one this year or mm-hmm. anniversary of the death or, uh, you know, holiday season. You, yeah. Those who are part of the LGBTQ community who also do with a lot of different mental health issues compounded because they are LGBTQ. They face a lot of discrimination. Um, this could be the time of year when they have to face their family. Mm-hmm. And that can bring anxiety because... You know yeah. how families are. Yeah. Also, now with this political climate that we're in, talking politics um, during the holidays can give people anxiety and depression. Hmm. Um, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not leave my I house. mean, imagine, huh? I said, not trick leave my house. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> when I you go to Big Mama's house and you know. Mm. You're the conservative at the table when everybody else is liberal. They start bringing up politics, and you have to try to defend yourself and your that's minority. Me. Or mm, when, that does me right. Or when you're at, like I said, LGBTQ, and you have to go around people who, you know, oh, have totally have understand. totally, you know, wanted you to hate yourself and those yeah. who are like you your whole life. It can it it's a stressor. Yeah. Um, and for those persons who are poor, this is a time of year when you see yeah. when you see exorbitant amounts of money being spent. You mm-hmm. see a lot of joy. Uh, in that space, mm-hmm. and let's you know, this can be this can be a horrible time of year for for broke folks because you can't do nothing. You can't do a damn thing. You can't do nothing. You just eat, sleep, and laugh. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I just wanted to to you know talk about our experiences with that. Have either are any of you familiar with seasonal depression? Have See, you had any experiences with it? Or usually not in the holidays. It's usually in the summer. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a season. Mm-hmm. And what brings on that for you? Well, mainly because I'm home a lot, like in my, you know, back home in Trenton or whatever. And I don't like my hometown. I don't to this day. Like, I hate going back home, especially in the summer because I'm going to be here. I'm going to be there for like, what, three months Mm -hmm. where I'm just working at a regular job. Like, last summer, I worked at uh, this retail, this retail job, and I felt like I really irritated, irritated me to go into this job because I feel like I was always targeted. 
Mm-hmm. And so I came back here and I worked at the bookstore and I'm like, okay, I can do this. I don't know what the hell it was. It was them that was the issue. Right. You get what I'm saying? So I'm dealing with that. Also, not being in school, I feel like I'm not doing nothing. I did have an internship, but it wasn't like there was times I was just at home. I ve- was at home vegetating. Right. I hang. I hang out with people at a certain. The problem is I made a lot of fake friends. Mm. And I only have one real best friend. You get what I'm saying? And she's not always available. You get what I'm saying? So I have to hang out with the fake people. But now I realize that, no. I don't have to do that. I don't have to do that no more. So is it, it's loneliness for you. It's loneliness, yeah. And boredom. And boredom. That can be. I mean, I understand that. But as of, like, the holidays, I'm it's here nor there. And your hometown for you has a, um, apparently, because people say that's that's a effect of trauma. Like when going home, mm-hmm. you think about all those bad things or yeah. bad times you've had there, and being in that space can put you in a funk. Um, and I can kind of relate to that now. Everybody knows that I am not from here; I am from Louisiana. Hey, I'm sorry. Hey, right, I'm from Louisiana. I'm from Shreveport, and um, I'll, I'll probably rep my city until the death of me because I feel like um, we we are a talented people, and. You know, I feel like my love for community kind of grew there. Mm-hmm. I started there because of the work that my grandmother does. And, and just me watching how she uh, affects change in her own way kind of inspired me as a kid to be like, you know what? I want to be able to make that kind of uh, change. I want to be able to affect people in, in this way. Um, so I do have great memories and feelings of my city in that regard. Mm-hmm. But also with the pace of Louisiana in, as a whole. Yeah. I just never felt like I fit there. Like mm-hmm. I always felt like I moved too fast or that my energy was really too high mm-hmm. to be in such a low vibrational space. And so anytime I go home, I feel like I'm in a time warp. Like I always feel like I've jumped back into like the 1990s crack era. Oh, wow. Right? Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it's because of the, like, it's just everything is so slow and there's, yeah. you know, I don't have access to a lot of the same resources that I would have in a more developed space or yeah. more progressive uh, a space creatively, and I'm like, there's a lot of changes that have happened down there, and I'm so proud of them for the development that's happening, and for some of my friends, you know, creating these experiences and things like that. So, um, and I love, I love my city for that and the resilience that we have. But going home for me, after day three, mm. I am ready to book it. Like, no, yes, seventy two hours is a lot for me. Like, mm-hmm. you ask my mom. Like, I tried to go home, and I, I usually stay for like a couple of weeks. Like, I'll go home for Christmas, and I'm not going to leave until after New Year's. Mm-hmm. But after that third day, I'm looking at everybody that's like, I need to go to the club. or And there's not one around here. Right, or not like, one that you like around these parts. Because the only thing I got back home is Philly. Right. And even just, Philly, I don't like. I don't like Philly. But, you know, up here is more, like you said, it's more accessibility to things, yeah. the clubs and spaces, creative spaces. Social None spaces. of that is in train. Uh, and like-mindedness, too. It's yeah. like trying to find people who are, you know, and I don't always think about business, but for me, that's kind of like, I, I won't say get my rocks off, mm-hmm. thinking about other ways to to creatively build my, my brand and my business, mm-hmm. but I like that kind of going on. So when I go home, I'm always trying to find an opportunity for me, like, how do I get a booking? Or, well, they don't do this down here, so I can't, yeah. there's no space for that. So I'm just like, well... I'm here, and I, I can look at y'all, but after a while, I'm like, I don't want to get stuck here. I don't want to mm. get back retrained to to this vibe because that's not what I carry. That's not what I offer. So I can understand that part. 
Um, and then also I have family members who passed around Christmas and Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I always kind of keep them in mind. I remember my first Christmas without my granny, who was the p- matriarch of our family. And we had a good dinner, but it was like, damn, like, she's really not here. Mm-hmm. And I think about that around the time. you're like, is it the same? And how are we moving forward as a family? Right. And how are, you know, the dynamics change? And sometimes it makes me sad. But, but yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can relate to, to what you feel. I mean, for me, um, I live such a busy life that home for me is sabbatical. Home for me is that time where I can pause and focus my energy elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I'm always on the go. I'm always working. I'm always writing. I'm always doing something else. Yeah. I don't get enough sleep. I'm, I'm working. Everything is bum, ba, 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 ba. And for me, home is, or not even home, quiet time, quiet space mm-hmm. in the mountains, in the country. Um, slow pace of life for me is much needed because I need to die down. Right. Um, and even with that, uh, I mean, I'm not one to say do what I do, but I'm not I, even because I can't I can't do that like with home is too slow. So for me it's I'm only going to stay here for about a couple of days, a week at most. Right. But I'm going back. Right. And so what I did was, you know, with dorming, I would mm-hmm. apply for overbreak housing because here I'm closer to the city, mm-hmm. I'm closer to that. So while I need time to rest, hey my little sister, little dog, hey little family member, hey baby, hey, how you doing? Mm-hmm. All right, I see y'all. Amen. Right. I see y'all on flip. <laughs> it Call was me, so good to me. see everybody. Right. And so, so maybe that's something. I mean, most likely with you, because mm-hmm. you're, you know, you can travel. You can. Do I that. can do what? Oh, I, I mean, and, but but then again, for for my family, it it, ha- it was a big adjustment. But mm-hmm. I had to let them know. Listen, this is the life I live, and up here in this town, mm-hmm. I can't crack it with y'all up here. I could be here for a week, but I also need to get back because there's some other things yeah. I need to focus on. And I handle, like you said, with uh, time, space to like just think and pause. Yeah. I feel like that in winter break. That's why I like my winter breaks because it's like it's three weeks or four, three or four weeks of just me being home. And I can, you know, like I said, hibernate because right. after the semester, you know, <laughs> be ready to sleep. But even like with your internships, yeah. try to find an internship that can house you. Try to find an internship that is away mm-hmm. in another state. You know what I mean? Right, That's right, some of the right, things right. I did. Like, for instance, I was like, like two summers ago, I was like, I cannot stay home. I need something that can ground me in scholarship because yeah. I want to be a professor um, that can ground me in theology, mm-hmm. but not in New Jersey. So I went to Pittsburgh mm. for two months. Mm. Deuces. Deuces. So that way, at least all of August, I had, what, two weeks? And then two, we moved right. back on campus. Mm-hmm. I got to go. So find that. Find a radio station that's, like, out somewhere that can house you, that can, mm-hmm. you're away. Yeah, because when I get, when I, after the first month, I'm fine. The second month, I'm like, I need to get the fuck out of this damn house. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love you, mom. Not and I'm tired of y'all. Like, that's why I'm I tired graduated, of this girl. I'm tired of this church. I'm tired of this church. Like, I'm tired of this church. No, like, for real. And I love my parents too, deaf. You get what I'm saying? But I feel like it's just suffocating down there. Well, but then again, you, 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 your parents, and that, I stopped, I stopped doing that. Like, my mom has her life. She has her career. Mm. I need to get she mine. Went, she went through the same things I went through. 
Now it's me. Now it's I need mine. And and sometimes yeah. depending on your parents' personalities, because mm-hmm. I stop even looking at my mom as mom. She's Denise. <laughs> she also internalizes and go through things. <laughs> yeah. No, not that I don't call her mom, but mm-hmm. the way I my perspective of her. Okay. Yes, you're mommy, but at a certain time you process and you handle conflict as Denise. Because you only mom is a part of Denise, right. but you're originally Denise. Mm-hmm. In in marriage with her, she she even t- she that she's the one who taught me that I had to stop looking at at at, at your father as my husband. He's also Demetrius, and he processes things as Demetrius. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so, even with being home, home is home. My life and how I live it and how I choose to respond to certain things is the way Keon decides to do that. Mm -hmm. And depending on your family members, you also have to make a conscious decision like, okay, y'all could be bothered with that and y'all could be in there, but I'm about to go catch this train over to Manhattan to go see the tree because I'm tired of looking at this small one. You see what I'm saying? And even with my internship, my mother was like, even New Year's, I'm spending it um, hopefully with, with my girl. I've never done that before. So mom was like, well, thank you for not springing that on me. Thank you for telling me now that's going to be an adjustment, not just for her, but for my little sister, yeah. for my family members. You're not going to always be around. This is about to go down. So yeah. right. either you get on the train or you get left. Mm-hmm. I like that. You know, it's funny, too. Like, um, So this is actually going to be the first year, I think, in almost, almost in a decade. That I've not go, I've not gone home Whoa. at Whoa. all this whole this whole year. Wow! Not that I didn't try because I tried to go home for my sister's twenty first birthday mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. had an issue with getting on the plane. I don't know if I was on this show then. I don't know if I, we we started working on this what, show. What uh, month was this? It was in June. We definitely was definitely not hadn't started yet. But I, I was trying yeah. to get there for her twenty first birthday. I tried like three days in a row and it just didn't happen. And then during this season, like it just it's financially financially it's, not, it's yeah. just not happening. Me going home. Um, and I was like, dang, you know, even though when I get there, I only want to be there for like three days, I still want to be able to hug my mom and I still yeah. want to be able to, you know, kick with right. my sister and my brothers and, and things like that. I always tell them, um, like, why don't y'all want to move up here? Right. But that's my Shoot, thing. I like, can commute. Why y'all don't want to? I said, why y'all, y'all don't have, I've been there for, right. here for seven years. Like y'all mm-hmm. couldn't save like $20, $50 a month and like just come up here where we could actually yeah. like go and like do stuff yeah. during the break. And, um, a lot of you people know. in my family, they don't like, and I don't want to fall into that category. Sorry to anyone that's listening. But a lot of people stay in the area. A lot of us are in the same area. Stationary. And I just feel like I wasn't. I can't that. never do that. I can never do that. It's just not for me. I want my first place to be in this area. Because I like, I love, I love Jersey City. I love Newark. I like, I like Newark. Right. I really like Jersey City, but, you know, it's, it's very expensive here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's next to New York. There's a lot of opportunity I can't. I can't with Trenton. I just can't. Then, so, oh, go ahead. So, like I was saying, like one way to deal with seasonal mm-hmm. depression, or when you have those experiences where they kind of kind of bring you down during this particular mm-hmm. season, uh, there are some tips that you could probably do, and that and one of them actually involves um, other people, like putting yourself in spaces where um, you're included, because some people do f- mm-hmm. go through this. Um, feeling of rejection during this time of year because yeah. people have people who don't have access to their families, they're kinda like, well, it's Christmas. And I don't have I don't have nobody, so mm-hmm. I'm just gonna sleep until after Christmas. I do and get just that like though, yeah. like sleep through the holidays mm-hmm. and yeah. not really let it affect you because everybody's so cheery. Yeah. You know, but just put yourself, you know, 
finding finding and creating your family experience or that's a big thing or challenging yeah. yourself to do something new and exciting during this time because you think about it everybody else is wasting money buying gifts and and and, and all this stuff well i'm i'm gonna go to the park today that's free um or i'm gonna go treat myself to a movie like make this season when you're seasonally depressed, make this your season for self-care mm-hmm. and intentionally find things to do that will increase your serotonin. If that's the right, that's the right word, mm-hmm. right? serotonin. Um, and um, uh, things that increase your adrenaline. Yeah. So that means being more, uh, do, being more physically active during this time of year, whether it's working out, riding a bike, skating, uh, taking kickboxing classes like I started. Yeah, I lost you. my wallet. I can't find my car. Oh. Um, but like all those things to overcome season right. and this is also a good season to find a therapist and talk to somebody because uh, they have like great um, holiday rates. Oh yes. So that was it for my little season of depression talk. We would love to hear from um, mm-hmm. from some of our our listeners if you've battled it or if you've dealt with it. Like we'd love for you to you know comment uh, on it, share this episode. But also at this time, Darren, what I wanted to do before we close out the show is I know oh. we have to wrap it up. Is I know we're going on, on hiatus yes. uh, as far as you know your co-hosting or whatever. I know, yeah, because you gotta go home. I mean, I can call you in. We can, we can do that. I can, I can do a phone call. Thing. Well, I'm going on hiatus because I'm not doing this show next Monday because that's gonna be like what two days before Christmas. Not next Monday, like we I'm gonna be home next Monday. I know, but what I'm saying is we're about to be off. Oh yeah, for, yeah, yeah, for break. We're going on hiatus. This is what shows do. Okay. When next when people gotta celebrate baby Jesus, you know I'm a ro- you know I'm hey. a ro- glory. You know I'm a robot child. I like to. I need right. I, I All right, Beyonce. You. Take a break. <laughs> um, so I brought you something. Oh my God. I was wondering what that was. I bet you was. And it says Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Um, I wanted to thank you so much for uh, one inviting me onto your platform oh and, and sharing this space with you. Um and you know, it ain't a lot, but <laughs> you know. Oh my god, I'm about to open it. What it is. What it is. Okay, hold on. You got the Oh my yeah. god! Oh my gosh, Akeisha, no! Yes! Oh my god, it's the um. <laughs> oh my god, I like this. So, oh, what you're holding in your hand is probably going to be an artifact in the next twenty years. The unknown. Um. So yeah. So these are some of the posters that were um, shown and sold at Afropunk in 2017 uh-huh. during probably one of my greatest eras of creativity. And this is your very own painter's vest. Because I'm clearing them out. Look at that. Yes, you was clearing them out. Clearing them out. <laughs> but I had to make sure that I put one up for you because I don't... Um, I try you. to make sure that I you know, take care of the people that take care of me. And you've been very, very gracious, mm-hmm. like I said, in allowing me onto your platform. And I appreciate you. And mm-hmm. um, I know that you're working on your... Weight goals, and you said it yourself. Yes. So this is this can be part of your workout My gear while you workout in, gear. While Thank you, you in the gym, <laughs> you know, working things out. Yeah. And um, and I appreciate you so. Merry Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever you will be uh, celebrating. <laughs> and I appreciate and you for being for saying yes and being a co-host. Oh, you're very welcome. Because you know you didn't have to, you didn't have to because you were already you know a stat. Well, yeah, you got your foot in the door, like Keon said yeah. earlier. You do. I mean, and and you're it. You're it, and you're, and you're helping me out with this, and I feel like this is like some kind of a mentorship, a media mentorship, okay. because I feel like um, before I didn't know, I didn't know what I was doing. 
you get what I'm saying? Like where where to go, how to how to do things. But you're slowly teaching me, and you're making me more of a social person. You know, we went out in um, Halloween. Mm-hmm. We went to uh, my first club experience in New York. It was just amazing, and I met people, and I've had conversations. We had guests, and I made a lot of connections. And I feel like, you know, I hope this lasts forever. I know this is probably not because you know you you're gonna you gonna something gonna come up. Yeah, you know I'm saying. I don't know. I mean, we still or maybe we'll be the new, or maybe we'll be the new Breakfast uh, Club. Hello, hey, Charlemagne. Listen, we don't have it's, to be the new Breakfast Club. We can, we can, we can be the Darren we Green. Can do, we, we can be the Darren Green Show. We can turn hello. up and and surpass those things. It's uh-huh. all about what what you want this to be. Right. And my goal with working with you, like I said at our first meeting, is that I want you to. Mm-hmm. What I want for for anybody right. that, I, that I interact with is for you to to know that whatever it is that you desire. Mm-hmm. And whatever vision you've created for yourself, you can get there. You, you can't get there by yourself. Yeah. That's the first thing. So as far as encouraging you to be more social, it's mm-hmm. not just uh, for your own, you know, for, for career growth, mm-hmm. because that's required. Like, especially if you want to do entertainment news. Yeah. It's more than just reading articles. It's actually going out and, and building these relationships. Um having access to sources and getting firsthand information, breaking mm-hmm. exclusives, and that requires you to be in in certain spaces. And that's the but, goal. Right. But mm-hmm. also for your personal growth. Like yeah. I feel like everyone has a voice and everyone has something to offer. And when you've decided to be a person that leads a conversation, you have to be where the people are. Because if you're going to talk, somebody got to listen, right? Right. And so if this is what you've chosen to do, own it. And um, something that my general manager told me when I was working at KGRM and mm-hmm. I was in college and yeah. I had my own radio show mm-hmm. and I remember being so nervous my first show and I talked really fast she pulled me in her office she sat me down and I will never forget Joyce B. Evans for this, this reason mm-hmm. she sat me down and she said every word that you say is important And then told me to get out. <laughs> I didn't know what that moment was. Right. I didn't know what it meant. I'm just like, okay. But I had to really digest what she was saying, and what that what how, what that empowered me to mm-hmm. do, in what I had chosen to do. If you're gonna be on the radio, if you're gonna lead conversations, or if you're gonna be on the news, or if you're gonna you know moderate panel discussions, or if you're gonna do anything that revolves around communication or communicating with people. If you're going to be that person, if that's what you've chosen to do, or if mm-hmm. you feel like that's what God has chosen you to do, yeah. you have to have that confidence in knowing and the consciousness of saying, everything I say is important, not just because it has to be important to other people, but because mm-hmm. the power you have when you speak. And so for you, what I want you to have mm-hmm. is that same power. I want you to be confident when you're behind this mic, knowing that, yes, even though you may have started with five listeners or five downloads and now you're at 100 and whatever, it's just the beginning. Yeah. Because people are listening and every word you say is important. So when you're developing your show, developing your brand, hold on to that. And that's for you or for whoever else is listening, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in your walk of life. Whatever your vehicle is, whatever your gift is, mm-hmm. it is important. And so I appreciate you for seeing that in me. And I hope that that's something I've imparted in you throughout this experience. So I hope you have a wonderful holiday. You too. You go home to Trenton. I hope you make some real friends. Be yes. social. I'm starting all over again. That's And, and starting over mm-hmm. is good. It's part of growth. 
you know. Yeah. Um, and same thing with you, Keon, because yes. you, you, I mean, you already know this since you get all the speaking engagements. You write the book, <laughs> uh, Professor, Do- Re- right, Reverend Doctor, uh, in the making. Um, and I wish the same, you know, for you. Yes. I, I see a very, very yes. right future for everyone in this room. Yeah. It's kind of exciting to be amongst black men yes. who are doing their thing. We're doing right. the damn thing. I mean, we may be the future billionaires in here anyway. Period. Period, pal. Okay. People be having conversations like, oh, well, Darren. Oh. I'm like, why didn't Darren, why you ain't uh, do a radio piece? Well, look. On Harvey Weinstein <laughs> Jr. <laughs> on Harvey Weinstein Jr. Well, look. Why you why, why you <laughs> Oh my god, I love us. Love us for real. I lo- right, I love us for real. Quote to quote the great uh, Monique. Um have a good day guys, you know. Enjoy this podcast and I'll be back, okay? Talk to you later. Oh, dang, that's how you closing it out? Oh. <laughs> no, you not. You better wish our listeners uh, a happy holiday. I want to wish, okay. Tell them where they can Ooh. listen to us. See, oh, he's see. always scalping me every that's time. That's right. Red that's you. my, yes. Okay, thank Period. you. Thank you, my listeners, for um, just a great year. Absolutely. Of um, this podcast. Thank you for bearing with me as this podcast evolved. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you have a great holiday. Hope you have a great Christmas, Kwanzaa, New Year's, Hanukkah, all that. I hope you all have a great holiday. And I'll be back. Bye. 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 Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Listen, there's a reason the ultra-wealthy have been investing in fine wine for centuries. Historically stable returns and a lack of volatility make it stand out compared to traditional assets, especially during a downturn. But now you can invest alongside with them with Vint. Vint is an SEC-qualified investment platform that offers shares of the most sought-after wines in the world. So join the thousands of investors diversifying with fine wine and spirits. Learn more at VINT.co. For full investment disclosure information and more, visit VINT.co.